At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VSIN halftime in Texas Tech and Duke. Texas Tech with a four point lead over the Blue Devils at this moment in time. Your current live line here at Circa Duke minus one, minus 115 for the second half, a total of 73. Juice to the under. Second half, or excuse me, first half coming to a close in the South Regional Semifinal, Houston and Arizona. And, uh, Houston leading by eight. Let's just slow it down. Oh, you're good. You got 69. I do 60 points. Yeah. At least I said it. I said it on the air, Cody. You always, you know, I always don't like when, you know, you're cheering for a play. You never said it on the air. We said all our plays last night. We did. And before the show started, because I didn't say this play, mm-hmm. uh, but this game had not started yet. I said I was on under 69 first half. A great call by you. Great yeah. call. So we will hopefully get there. Arkansas winner from Mr. King. Unfortunately, we can't all be you know, kumbaya on this show because Texas Tech or Duke, one of them's going to win and one of them's going to lose and one yeah. of us is going to be sad about well, it. Well, it's going to be Texas Tech and and, <laughs> and one of you is only not wearing a Texas Tech shirt. I don't know who's going to be sadder, <laughs> but I have a feeling it's not going to be I'm you. Not, I'm actually wearing blue. What am I doing? I forgot I was. All I ask is that if we lose, let my guys play their best game in the second half. Because right now you get on the bus. Like Wendell Moore has four points. Travis Keel, Trevor Keels has zero it's that's, almost, a, that's a tough way to go out. Most importantly, how many shots is 37 taken? 34. <laughs> sorry, sorry. 34. Come on, Cody. You can't wear I'm any sorry. number above five in college basketball. I apologize. I apologize, 34. How? But, but to answer my question, you mean Daniel Jones' brother? Hey, yes. If he gets back in the game, I'm just going to turn the TV off. Because <laughs> I don't know Coach K gave up. All right. We're watching the final seconds wind down here in the Houston, Arizona first half. Let's go ahead and cash that under, and uh, hopefully no bucket here to close out the half. Ah! They did not get it. All right, end of the first half. Called Houston. Foul. Oh, you got sixty nine. We're right? so good. We're yeah. good. We're good. All right, winner. You're such the a first drama half. queen. No, I just don't. I got Houston. They you have, have Houston. sixty points. We both have Houston. I'm cheering. I don't want points. Oh. I want Arizona to get shut out the remainder of the game. Can we all remain friends by the end? Oh, of we're the definitely game? friends. I love yeah. that. All right. Yeah. We're like so, brothers. Like we can argue with each other, <laughs> but nobody else can infiltrate. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. So, 
Halftime line, once again, sitting at one in favor of the Blue Devils. That's not good. We'll see if this is, uh, if they're going to go to the line here, Arizona, and uh, I think they'll give him a couple free I think throws. it depends on how much time, wasn't any time left. Oh, it's all. Oh, they called it on him. I don't think that's a. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they called it on Houston, out. but I think the, the the clock had expired. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna stare at this. We'll get you update. We'll get you a, a halftime line. But Cody Decker's here. Yes. Yes. Of course. Let's get into uh, some baseball. Oh, baby, yeah. so much good stuff to talk about. So uh, Cody is. Uh, you're doing some live shows from here, right? I am. I am for the next couple of days, right here for 670 the score in Chicago. Gonna nice. do some. Great stuff. Talk a little Cubs. Talk a little White Sox. Talk a little about everything else that's taking place in Major League Baseball, which, to say the least, is a lot. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. We got futures to bet on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just people just need to be updated on where players are. Oh man, it's uh, nuts. The, the movement that's going on. Can I, I? Why is Carlos Correa in Minnesota? That's actually a great question. I would love to tell you why right now. One is the fact that he actually, let's forget about the contract itself. The contract itself is actually phenomenal. It's three years. It's the highest AAV of any position player of all time, specifically an infielder. Mm -hmm. And he has two opt-outs. And that's just the thing. The two opt-outs, he can basically control the free agent market for the next two seasons at will for a guy that is the most coveted free agent target this season. He could be the most coveted free agent target next season and the following season. If he just feels like it. And for Minnesota, um, correct me if I'm wrong, not likely to win this year. Uh, I I thought that before they got Carlos Correa and then they got a few other pieces as well. This is a team in a division that is up for grabs. The white Sox, who were looking like a far and away uh, runaway winner with this division even the odds said so. I Minus believe. 195 at DraftKings to win the NL, uh, AL Central. Twins are the second at 5-1. to 5-1. to one. Not to mention that. You got to also look at other teams in that division. The Detroit Tigers have improved. Are they a team that can make the playoffs? In a 12-team playoff system in both divisions, it's not out of the realm of possibility. The only problem is, of course, the American League East, which is a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. You got roughly three, maybe four teams that are going to make the d- playoffs out of that division alone. The AL West is not bad anymore. It used to be the worst division. We can just laugh at it, but the Angels made improvements. The Astros are going the opposite direction. So it's not a foregone conclusion that that's the Astros division anymore. The Mariners, who last I checked this morning, they were 27-1 to to just win their division. That is worth a flyer at least to look at. I mean, Especially no, because they were a 90 win team. They're plus last 450 year to win. 450 now? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's still worth a flyer. Completely. By the way, quick update. Uh, there was a foul called on Houston. So the half is not uh, concluded just yet. They have inbounded. Now it's over. 34 to 28. Houston goes into the locker room with a six point lead. So Houston up six at the break. Texas Tech up four at the break. Uh, earlier tonight, of course, Villanova winning. They get the winner of Houston and Arizona. And Arkansas in a stunner as a nine-and-a-half-point underdog. Great call by my partner in crime over there, Mr. King. They beat Gonzaga. They get the winner of Texas Tech and Duke. Who is the f- – have you have you made any futures bets? Is there is there a favorite play that you're eyeing up uh, right now when it comes to either division, pennant, 
World Series. What, what What's striking your fancy? A couple of things. One, during baseball season, one, the prop bets are everything. Yeah. I can't stress this enough. My favorite prop bet to play is strikeout prop bets, especially early on in the season. You got to look at some str- high-velocity guys that are up in the zone. My favorite guy to follow this season, Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox. This guy is a double-digit K guy every single night. Doesn't matter whether or not he is playing against, whether or not he's giving up 10 runs or no runs. This guy is K-ing up a storm. I think he only let down the under one time last season, maybe two. That guy is a strikeout machine. And on top of that, a team I really want you to look at right now because the odds have not changed for them as far as their win totals are going. And that's surprising to me. That's the Detroit Tigers. This is a team that's going to win possibly 80 to 87 games this season in that division that I said again, the AL Central up for grabs. Dude. So let me just stop you right there. Tigers over under wins 78 and a half. I'm taking the over. Okay, good. This bet is there. a team that I think is going to win 80 to 85 games. Much better team than people are getting credit for. The Guardians right now with their $35 million yeah. uh, payroll, they ain't planning to win anything. The Royals have gotten better. So you want under Guardians win total? Oh, I'm definitely taking the under on the what Guardians that, win total. Do you have it? So 76 and a half. I'm taking the under on that one. I think the Royals are going to be an interesting one. Yeah, I think you got to sit and wait on them a little bit, see where things are going through the season. Um, the Tigers, the Twins, they're winning a lot of games this year. I think the Twins are a sneaky ball club. Carlos Correa, man. I, listen, I've only been on a field with a couple of guys mm-hmm. in my career that I just laughed and been like, I'm, I'm not playing the same sport as this person. And that is Carlos Correa and Mike Trout. These two guys are just on a different level than the rest of us. And him joining this team, I don't know, man. Watching this offseason happen, especially after the CBA was decided, watching the Twins front office absolutely just basically backhand the Yankees front office. You were able to dump off $50 million onto that front office and then get their number one target in Carlos Correa. It was like 20 years of playoff frustration (laughs) that they decided to just take out on the Bronx in one hour. I love it. It was petty as hell. All right. Uh, So now who do you like to win the AL? Right now, get one pick. As of right now, the team I like to win the AL is a bit surprising. I really like the Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays is a good team in arguably the hardest division in Major League Baseball. I love this team. They were young last year Mm -hmm. and played out of their minds. I think another year of experience. I think this team's going to be great. And that's with a team that lost Robbie Ray over to the Seattle Mariners. I think this team's actually going to be better this season than they were last year. I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays are going to be your pennant winners in the American League. Plus 450, by the way, the Blue Jays. I listen... Here's the problem. I'm going to make the pick, but the pick is going to be frustrating because there's not a lot of value on the pick. The Los Angeles Dodgers Dodgers are just that good, man. That offense is maybe the best offense we've seen in baseball in the past 35 years. Here's the problem with the Dodgers, though. I don't like their pitching staff. In fact, I think the best pitching staff in Major League Baseball on the National League side, everyone looks at the Mets because they're 1-2. I'm looking down in San Diego. That pitching staff in San Diego is ridiculous. First half of the season last year, Blake Snell did not pitch like Blake Snell. This second half, he did pitch like Blake Snell, and he was a monster. Joe Musgrove, what a year for him. He's going to be a monster this year. Not to mention, you Darvish is on that staff, and they're getting a Mike Clevenger. And if you get a healthy Mike Clevenger and possibly a Diddleson lament of becoming your closer, 
This is a team you got to watch out for because that pitching staff is no joke. And when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back, dude, look out because who else is in that division? You got the Dodgers, obviously. The Giants are going to compete. But then what? You got the Diamondbacks. They ain't doing anything. The Rockies, they're barely a franchise. I know. I played for them. They suck. So we have about a minute left. Every baseball fan that comes up to me seems to be a Mets fan, and they all are singing the same chorus. This is our year. Should they be optimistic or give me a reason why they should be pessimistic? They should be optimistic because they have Jacob deGrom, who is the greatest living pitcher of not maybe not only our generation, eventually maybe all time. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And Max Scherzer, who is a generational type pitcher, not to mention the rest of them. Okay. Here's why they should be pessimistic. They're the Mets. They're going to lose. <laughs> it happens. The end. They find a way, right? Yeah, don't worry. And also, the Phillies made some huge moves this last week. I, I, I felt really good about the Mets a week ago. This week, I'm starting to remember. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the Mets. <laughs> All right, Cody. Man, great stuff, You're the man. man. Uh, check out his show, 670 The Score. He'll be back all throughout the season. He'll be hanging out over there. When Texas Tech wins, you can come back in the studio. I can't too. wait, man. That shirt's oh going to be It's a nightcap here on Beeson. Second halves on the other side. This is the nightcap on Beeson, the sports betting network. The college basketball season is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games. Or if you stayed up late or are going to stay up late tonight, watch that intense overtime game. Take a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find our over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, Tropical Burst, Cherry, Blue Raspberry, and more. There's a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today. Second half underway, and uh, Duke coming out looking strong offensively. They have cut the deficit down to two, 38-36 with 17-40 and change. Paolo Boncaro, man, kid's going to be a pretty high draft pick, and uh, he is pulling his weight, I would say, uh, at this point. See a little over 17 minutes to really, really substantiate his place in Duke folklore. 
But again, we give up layup after layup after layup. It's it's unbelievable, like how bad fundamentally we are on defense. Clearly, what Tech, uh, what Duke needs is a little more Bates Jones in their life. Yeah, they right. need a little bit more of that uh, going on. You know, right now, what Duke is trying to do, and I think wisely, they're trying to get the ball into Williams down in the post. That is a mismatch, and there you go. Yeah, offensively, I have no issues. Duke is right now. I mean, and this, you know, to Duke's credit, they are a you know a elite offensive team with with NBA talent, and they're playing a team that's you know, number one in the country in defensive efficiency. And I think that's what it's going to come down Again, to. Wide open shot after I mean, wide open shot. We knew the Duke defense would be an issue, but if this gets into a track meet, it absolutely favors the Blue Devils, as you've been saying, you know, through the entirety of you know this game and your analysis of this game uh, heading into it was if this game gets you know up and down, Duke has a great chance to win it because if this is a who can score more situation, well, who does that favor? Uh, more, you know, a team like Duke or a team like Texas Tech. So Texas Tech, you know, they had the stretches, you know, during the first half where they were able to get Duke to get into a, a bit of a lull. So four-point game right now. Uh, we're nearing the under 16-minute media timeout uh, with Texas Tech leading by four and now six as they get a little fadeaway jumper home. The other game uh, that is at the half, Houston leading Arizona. 34 to 28. Arizona, how about this, Sean? They made a total of seven field goals in the first half. They had 10 free throws. 34 to 28 at the break. Houston with a six point lead over the Wildcats of Arizona. Another lob. Mark Williams might have himself a day. I mean, that is that's the biggest mismatch out there for this Texas Tech defense. They they can't do anything with Mark Williams. The problem is we're on pace to give up 30 layups. <laughs> I mean, so offensively, Duke is fine, but I mean, they have to, you know, get their stuff together on defense. Uh, fundamentally, they're bad. Effort-wise, they're bad. Like you see what I'm saying? Like, how does a guy go from the top of the key all the way around the wing to the basket, uncontested layup? And they like, just keep trying to feed it inside of the big boy, and he and, just and got fouled. That's I mean, a great strategy. Yeah. But if you're going to give up a layup on the other end, then, I mean, you're never going to catch up. So they're going to head to a media timeout here 15 minutes to go. The game plan clearly was, okay, we need we have a mismatch down low. Mark Williams is, what, seven foot? Mm-hmm. And he's a big dude. Um, and he has uh, so far got six points headed to the free throw line here after this break. So 46 to 40 is the scores. We head to a uh, – a media timeout. Um, curious what this live line will pop because I'm going back and forth right now, Sean, on this game. I, I like the way Duke is getting the ball into the interior. However, to your point, they're not stopping Texas Tech right now. Uh, your live line at DraftKings, Duke plus 165 on the money line and plus three and a half for the game. How about this? Texas Tech is shooting 50% from the field. Getting open looks. Largely do because they're all layups, mm-hmm. and they're not contesting at the rim. Like, I don't know what they do at practice at Duke, but obviously, like, how to play man-to-man defense doesn't seem like they spend a lot of time on that, but we got to get that fixed. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, like, make Texas Tech make shots. So Early on, this game starts, Sean, and, you know, Duke came out as sluggish as possible. They turned the ball over a bunch. Mm-hmm. They've really – not turn the ball over all that much. They've played outstanding outside of the fact that they are playing no defense. They have six turnovers. That's it. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good against a team like Texas Tech, who coming into this game, let me just pull it up. I mean, they're 
Mm, turnover rate, uh, 11th in the country and turning you over. So, so far, does Texas Tech looking remotely like the smothering defensive team that you've seen in the past? At stretches, not for the entire game. Right. There's been stretches tonight where Duke goes four or five minutes without a bucket, but I've seen good ball movement. And right now, I'd be curious to see what Mark Adams does out of this timeout because the game plan, and it's been executed quite well, is let's just get the ball down low, lob it up to Mark Williams. I mean, clearly Texas Tech is taking very much into account the, the three-point shooting capabilities of Duke, mm-hmm. which is what you should do. However, when that stretches that defense, wisely, Duke is just lobbing it over the top and getting some easy buckets. So if Duke can ratchet it up on defense, I think plus 165 is absolutely look worth a look for those uh, who have Duke. I, I don't think Texas is playing poorly, or Texas Tech, um, but I think the Duke offense is showing that, hey, we've got elite athletes and and NBA players here. So that's uh, that's what we're seeing. If you took the over 137 and a half, I feel really good. So it's 86. Yeah, they've sped right it now. up in the second half. The yeah. pace they're playing at right now. And for Texas Tech, that's not your game. You know, you want to slow this thing down. But they can make layups. I've seen them in the layup line before the game, like when they go uncontested to the basket. <laughs> I've seen them do that and, and shoot really high percentage. And basically, that's what's going on right now. So uh, that's where we stand right now as Mark Williams heads uh, to the free throw line, a six-point lead for the Red Raiders. Uh, Houston and Arizona at the break. Arizona is a two-and-a-half-point second-half favorite. Would you lay the two-and-a-half? Is Arizona going to make a a run here? I don't think so. Uh, Again, the same issues we thought existed for Arizona coming into the game manifested themselves in the first half and – this is where I think coaching comes into play. Kelvin Sampson is an elite coach. So I expect a better version of Houston based on what he's seen and the adjustments he's going to make in the second half than we saw in the first. So I would say no. I think, what's it, six points is, is a spread now? I would expect yeah. Houston to win by more than six. I really would. Um, let me just pull something up real quick on Houston. I think I remember being a little bit worried. Um, yeah. They're a really bad free throw shooting team. As uh, there you go. There's wow, we contested a layup and look what happened. And now you got a breakout. Oh, that's so bad, Jeremy Roach. <laughs> and that's so bad. <laughs> Forty-six to forty-two. Uh, Texas Tech and Texas and Duke just exchanging blocks. So the only issue I would say about you know we we talked about last night, and I didn't play it. Should have followed Brad. Great call on Villanova covering. But I, I said this on a couple of the. You know, the hits that I that I did, you know, throughout the week, which was I didn't really have an opinion on Villanova, Michigan. We said it on the show. I didn't play it. But the reason I wouldn't have taken the points of Michigan was because of the free throw shooting ability of Villanova. Which never came into play because right. Michigan just didn't play good. Uh, I thought their size would cause Villanova a lot of problems. First five minutes of the game, Tim, it looked like their size was going to be an issue. But the fact is Michigan's wing players, perimeter players, and guards, they just didn't make shots. They didn't make free throws. They didn't drive and finish. So it was like if, if, Dickerson, if Dixon doesn't have like a huge game, then Michigan had no chance. Yeah, Dickinson, uh, good ball movement there uh, for – oh, there you go. Trevor Keels getting a good offensive rebound. Oh, that was Trevor Keels. That was uh, the, the transfer at center. Oh, was that John? Yeah. Yo, John? Yeah, Keels Kiel still has, has zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he still has zero. So here's an interesting note right now. Uh, Duke has gone to a 2-3 zone. 
Is this something that Texas Tech is going to be able to pick apart, or is this the turning point of the game? If Texas Tech starts falling in love with those, that's not good. That's a and there's the Theo John with a block. The problem with the zone, and he got this from Jim Beheim. When him and Jay Beheim, Jim Beheim coached the Olympic Olympics, team, yep. he came back and he implemented this. The problem is we're already a bad rebounding team. So the zone just causes even more issues from a rebounding standpoint. As you saw on the missed three-pointer, Texas Tech got the rebound, turns into a Duke foul. So that's the only thing that worries me You know, when we go to this zone. It's a good mix-up. I think it at least forces Texas Tech to run offense. Well, they airballed air a three. But our rebounding really gets, you know, magnified how bad we are at it. Tell you what, Theo John coming in for He's Williams. added some physicality. He has. Yeah. He's come out there. He's got an offensive rebound, a putback, just had a couple blocks. He did get called for a foul, but uh, I like what I've seen from the Duke bigs here. Uh, it's a three-point game. One more free throw to come for Texas Tech. Hey, the, pick, the line was a pick em. And that's what we're getting here in this game. Houston and Arizona, once again, still at the half with Arizona trailing by six. They are a two and a half point second half favorite. We've had one ticket cash on the show. We had one ticket cash pre-show from Sean there. Hopefully we can get Houston home and then we're going to have to duke it out here for two Texas and Duke. Come on back. It's the nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Take another shot at March Mania Moolah with the KFC Second Chance Survivor Pool. Make winning picks throughout the tournament to claim your share of $20,000. Head to DraftKings.com backslash or just slash kfc dash march dash mania now to join the action kfc it's finger licking good terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details just like that duke regained the lead they are the better team right now uh and like i said just moments ago sean that zone seemed like it was gonna throw off texas tech they're incredibly long they're being active and Texas Tech has gone into an absolute cold strout, and at the under 12, Duke has a two-point lead and is now minus one and a half for the game. Yeah, it's going to go down to the wire. Uh, I fully expect Texas Tech. I mean, they're a tough veteran team. They're not going to fold. They'll make another run. You know, well, we'll see. Uh, it doesn't look like either team is in major foul trouble. You know, again, we're actually on air live, so I might not have that completely I think accurate, you're, you're, but I don't, I don't think anyone's in major foul trouble, so... It's going to be the best on best coming down the stretch. I do think Trevor Keels has to play better. I mean, right now he has zero points. You know, he's a guy that people are talking about one and done. You know, um, he's got to find a way to put the ball in the bucket. And he's not lighting up the stat sheet, but Paolo Boncaro has made some big shots tonight. He has kind of like that energy that he's about to take over. He's made some smart plays, too. He's obviously making the defense react. He's got 13 points, three rebounds, three assists, a couple of steals. I think Paolo has played very, very well tonight. Um, you know, he's, he's only hit one three. A.J. Griffin hit a big three a couple moments ago uh, late in the shot clock, and, and that's what Duke can do. Uh, so here's a run, 9-1 run for Duke. Texas Tech has really struggled uh, once that zone has been put on them. They, they can't get anything going. They were beating Duke off the dribble a bunch with the man-to-man, 
had a nice stretch there, but here comes Duke. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know what the lead was. But I think it was it was four. It was six at the half. It was six at the half. They had a little bit of a run to start the second oh, half. Four here. at the half. Was it four? I think it was four. 33-29. Yeah. Yep. I'm um, just looking back. It was, it got out to 44-38 and then 46-40. And now we've seen a 9-1 run here uh, by the Blue Devils as after the break, uh, they come out at that zone. Um, that zone is, hey, look, if Texas Tech falls in love with threes, this game is over. Um, they are aggressive, a slashing team. They need to figure out how to attack this zone properly. And, you know, once again, with, with that size of Duke, they're not a very good defensive team, but it feels like this has uh, kind of altered things. That was a good play out of the break. We're tied up. Uh, by the way, there is another game going on right now, Houston and Arizona. And Arizona's come out, uh, and they're throwing some punches here. Only down four now. They were down, what, six at the half. So uh, 37-33 is where we stand with 17-20 to go in that one. So, yeah, we'll see. Big shot from Griffin. Oof. I just think I think the biggest thing for Texas Tech, and they need to continue this, we saw it a couple possessions ago, they absolutely need to limit the uh, second-chance opportunities. And that was a good play off of uh, off a zone there. They got the ball to the post, bounce pass coming in, and Texas Tech has regained the lead, 51-49. And I just think Duke has to stop settling for – Three-pointers. It's one thing if a guy drives and kicks an open three. It's another thing if it's kind of, you know, just passing around the perimeter, shooting a three late in the shot clock. Like, to me, Duke is better offensively than that. Uh, great drive and finish by Roach. You know, he has a matchup advantage. I'll you tell know, you because what. Because of his quickness. What surprised me is is the dumb – this is a dumb foul. Like, if, if he's if he's going to – if if he's going to the bucket, Sean, you take that ball out of his hands. You're going to foul him. And we saw at the end of the first half, which I thought was a really, really poor decision by Texas Tech, just slapping Paolo Boncaro as he's rising up the dunk. Just either take the ball out. Of, I, I just weak fouls drive me crazy because Jeremy Roach strong enough to finish at the rim, and just like that, you want a nice 4-0 run, and it's now negated after a three-point play by Duke to regain the lead. Yeah, and second half update on uh, Houston. Arizona, Arizona's gotten it within two. Uh, Houston's turning the ball over, seems to be out of sync a little bit on offense. You know, they have shown the propensity to do that this year. Not the most efficient offensive team. Generally get by because of their rebounding and their athleticism. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, know. they go right after the glass. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing. Arizona, I was very surprised, Sean, at, oh, my gosh. That was definitely a foul. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it was. Oh, yeah. Um. But I was surprised that Arizona got uh, crushed on the offensive glass as much as they did against TCU. Is oh, we almost had a tie game there. Um, I think they got maybe a timeout, media timeout, timeout by Duke. I think here. So 53-52. Looks like Duke will keep possession. Texas Tech almost got a steal, but a foul was called against the Red Raiders. So Houston and their lead is now dwindling. So let's take a look now at the live lines for both of these games. Uh, Duke is still a half. Point favorite, uh, essentially a pick 'em game at DraftKings right now. Uh, Duke on the money line minus one twenty-five, Texas Tech minus one hundred five. Um, so I'm looking. It's hard to get the prices exactly right. as we do. They're moving. And uh, Houston and Arizona. Houston now down to just a one and a half point favorite against Arizona, and uh, Arizona now minus one hundred five 
on the money line. So I think both of these games have the feel that they're going down to the last possession. Kind of feels that way, doesn't yeah, it? It kind of seems like the momentum kind of goes back and forth. Two games, both teams seem evenly matched. You know, um, and think about this. At the first media timeout, Sean, you could have got Duke at plus five and a half. Yeah. And I don't know the best price I've seen on Houston was it, just a couple moments ago. They were plus, was it plus three and a half? Which isn't a huge window to middle it, but, you know, the way this game has gone back and forth, um, you know, if you're, if, if you were of the mindset to just go into this game and just live bet it, you could really set yourself up. Now you got to pick your spots, but, you know, Duke just went on a nice run, took the lead, um, and had a chance. I think it was, they were one and a half maybe. So you really had an opportunity to middle here a little bit. You did. You did. Um, but I don't know either side if you felt comfortable since the opening tip. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like uh, Texas Tech, the frustration has to be like, where's our defense? Like, the Gonzaga game, when Tech played Gonzaga, ended 69-55. I mean, it's already, what, 53-52, you know, mm-hmm. with over nine minutes left. So this game is looking like it's definitely going to be in the 70s. And if you're a Texas Tech fan, you have to be like, you know, that's not us. Like, why are we struggling, you know, you know, to stop, you know, this Duke yeah. offense that's really not shooting the three at a, a, a high rate? You know, last time I think they're four of, was it 15 or 16? Uh, right now, Duke is five of seventeen. Right, five of five of seventeen. So, I mean, they're only shooting twenty nine percent, and yet they have fifty two points already. So, interesting game. Once um, again, the fact that Duke has not turned the ball over uh, very much at all is, especially the way they started. Mm-hmm. You know, two, actually three turnovers real quickly just look, looked awful. And since then, they've really tightened up. Uh, they have not made you know poor mistakes. Um, Maybe something to watch. Getting right out now, rebounded a little bit on the boards. Right now, Duke is shooting 100% from the free throw line. Texas Tech only 33%. Yep. Maybe yeah. something to watch, especially if it's a tight game, you know, as we get in under the two-minute mark and it comes down to free throws. Texas Tech is not a great free throw shooting team. They are 233 in the country at 70% as a team. So, yeah, certainly something to keep in mind. Also to keep in mind, um, Texas Tech, as we know, is, is not – they. They get to the rim, they finish strong, and by the way, there was just a, a, a interaction with Coach K and the ref that I'm sure is going to be grabbed by everyone and put on social media with the ref laughing. So <laughs> that'll that'll certainly, I, I imagine, make the rounds. I mean, if you're rooting for Arizona, you have to be ecstatic. They're only down two. They are 9 of 29 from the field and only trailed by two points. So Mark Williams is back oh again. Oh, my gosh. And this is what Texas Tech wants to get going. They want to get turnovers and get out and run and uh, an and one for Texas Tech. So they came out of the timeout trapping, and they got Mark Williams to throw a high pass and uh, took it out in transition. So Texas Tech a chance for a three-point play here. And uh, Houston looks like they just hit a three. It might have been Taze Moore. So Houston uh, regaining that lead up to five. And both these games, these are the two games I was looking forward to the most. Arkansas. Credit them. Credit Eric Musselman. What a win. You know, he played up that underdog role. What did I say yesterday? I'm not taking it away from you. You were right. I didn't play it. But what I said was, he just doesn't Musselman just love that role a little yeah, bit? I, 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 read this, I read the role. statement yesterday that he said. Yeah. You know, that nobody's giving us a chance. They have Gonzaga in the championship game. You know, and I, when I read that, I was like, okay, Arkansas is going to approach this game the right way. And uh, 
I'd already just you say Coach Musselman. Yeah, I just, listened to the nightcap. Sean King was all over it. Yeah, man, I'm a big fan of his too. Yeah, he's a he's a good coach. Oh my gosh, Mark Williams, come on, man! As a shot clock violation, Texas Tech trying to ratchet it up a little so bit. So soft, but a good look inside. 56-52, Texas Tech with a four-point lead with eight and a half minutes to go. And Houston and Arizona, a five-point game with 15 minutes to go, which gets you the latest live lines when we come on back. We're live from the Circus Sportsbook. Crowded, crowded night out there right here on the Nightcap. Today. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and DC. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN 5650 Texas Tech leading Duke. Your live line right now is uh, Duke as a shaded favorite. No line currently as Mark Williams hits the free throw. Uh, he'll make this second one as I have uh, the live line in front of me, and uh, he will make this one. So, Good. Uh, Duke Good. minus 170. I'm telling you, man, you just if you're Texas Tech, who, by the way, is you know top 25 in two-point field goal percentage, past two possessions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Had looks and did not finish them. Open looks. So Duke's going to stay in the zone, I would imagine, the remainder of the game. Uh, it has caused Texas Tech, I would say, some issues. Um, and we know that you know Texas Tech is not a good three-point shooting team as they hit a three-corner. He seems to be shooting. Corner three. I think that's the center. Uh, number 11. Uh, yeah, Bryson Tech. Williams. Yeah, he, he's been pretty decent from my, uh, down there. So you might want to identify him in this zone. It's driving me crazy that I keep looking on DraftKings right now and have the live line up. And I know that Duke scores here. Mm, nice. And oh, one. my. And one, baby. Are you kidding me? Are we, that, that's what we're doing. Hey, great finish, That's Wendell what we're Moore. doing. I mean. Great finish. Unbelievable. Again, so, I, I, I don't know who's going to win the game. 
But I, that's not a foul. I feel good Let about my play pregame eval. Come on. Tech is not used to playing teams with as many multiple offensive weapons as Duke. That's not a foul. I mean, it's just going to come down to can Tech keep scoring? Can they win a game in the 70s? Yeah. That's I mean, what this is about. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, and and I was was chatting with someone, you know, earlier today uh, about the the total being 137. And they, oh, they're flying over that. No, but they said that total is leaning him towards thinking Duke is the right side because that total is showing you that, you know, this game's going to be higher scoring. So, And I know this zone is kind of, you know, Looks like it's giving Texas. I don't like what it's doing oh, to the no. pace of the no, game. No, 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 no. Because, see, we can't rebound out of the zone. That's what I hate about. Oh, you know, I hate that about this zone. Dude, dude, dude. I mean, Can if we we're going to give him multiple, multiple shots, it's just ridiculous. I mean, Boncaro's not a on-the-block zone rebounder. You know, he's not physical with his body. He doesn't elevate and get the ball at its highest point. You know, he's kind of sitting there just waiting on it to come down, and Texas Tech is attacking the boards. I mean, no, no matter how bad you are shooting, if they give you enough shots, <laughs> you, you're going to make some. 45 to 40, Houston and Arizona right now. Duke, uh, Texas Tech with the ball in hand. Uh, Arizona plus four and a half on the live line. Another miss. I mean, geez, Louise. Another Texas. Oh, man. Come on, Duke. I mean, Texas Tech is getting looks, man. This is, this is a big possession right here. I mean,. Texas Tech's getting looks, and Boncaro's just yeah. – this is over. On the offensive end, he's starting to play like a lottery pick. This so. is over. Duke's taking this thing. Out. Let's go on a run, Duke. Let's put this thing to bed. I mean, look, Texas Tech loses this game. It, they only have themselves to blame. I mean, they, they've had plenty of opportunities. Duke's getting hot, um, but they've just, they've just missed shots here. So we'll see how they respond. And uh, By the way, uh, Houston has gone up seven. There we go. Okay. Five-point game. Five-point game now. That's actually a really good game, too. It's a shame that – and I know why they run these games concurrent, but it's a shame that yeah. you couldn't stagger it so that it – you know, at least you don't miss the majority of Houston, Arizona. Because the, the most of the world is watching yeah. Duke, Duke, Texas Tech. Even if both games are on like they are in studio, like it's like you go to the Houston game when there's a, a lull in the action, whether it be a timeout or a commercial or something – Ooh. And by the way, if Houston gets hot from three like they are now, if they can stay that way, Houston, they'll win it all. Houston's now minus six and a half on the live line, and they're up 50 to 42. Uh, telling you one thing, though, in-game totals. So the pregame total for uh, Duke and Texas Tech was, what, 137? Mm -hmm. It is now 147 and a half. Uh, Duke is currently minus 190 on the money line at DraftKings. If you think Texas Tech can come back, they're plus 140. Um, the live line is just locked up there for this Arizona and uh, Houston game. But Houston with a eight-point lead now headed to the free throw line with 10-16 to go. Houston is continuing to play really well, man. And they and the, are attacking the boards. They've like. hit seven threes tonight and Sean, 11 offensive rebounds. Now, Arizona has 10 of them, mm -hmm. but this is what Houston does so very well attacking the offensive glass, and they have done so 11 offensive rebounds. Duke back with the ball, under six minutes to go. One-point game. Duke's offense has looked terrific in the second half. I want to say they're 12 of – jeez, Louise. Let's go. 
For those of you that may be listening for the first time, Mark I Williams am a just, diehard. Mark Williams just ended. Duke Blue Devil fan. I actually took a trip to Durham to uh, see Duke play this year. It's their second to last home game. I actually picked the right game, right? Because they beat Florida State. Yeah, they State. did beat Florida State. <laughs> Imagine paying been, all that money. Oh, man. I'd have been so upset with myself if I paid Texas that money. Texas Tech's defense, by the way, has completely not it, – it, Duke has taken them up to – Taking them apart here in the second half. And again, the game's not over, but, you know, I said this multiple times yesterday. It's, it's a, oh, come on, Jeremy Roach. Come on. He just threw the ball away for no reason whatsoever. Gives up a layup. One just... point game. <sighs> oh, boy. Uh, Houston's now up 10, by the way. At least yeah. we had that one. Right. I mean, we right. still got 10 minutes to go there, but we were, we're, we're going back and forth on this one. Sean and I on opposite sides. We're sweating it out. But we were in agreement of Houston, and they lead by 10 right now. So we'll see if we can, uh, we can bring that one home. Uh, but this, uh, this is quite the possession here. They've Ooh, that's going to be a turnover. <clears throat> Just unnecessary errors by Duke, which shows their immaturity. You know, they're still a really young team. Starts, what, three freshmen? Yep. And uh, kills another freshman, comes off the bench. So four freshmen in your top six, and... No, three fre- two freshmen start. Keels comes off the bench. So three total because uh, Roach started. He's a sophomore. Yeah, yeah. Williams he's is a, a sophomore. William is Williams a junior or a sophomore? I think he's a sophomore. Okay, but yeah, they they are obviously younger uh, than this Texas Tech team. But you know the zone is as as looked good. Has done a pretty effective job here, um, and you know they've got size as uh, some free throws here coming for Texas Tech. Something you pointed out though, Sean, free throw line. Yeah. Duke perfect ten for ten. Texas Tech, three for seven. Um, in games like this, Duke, a actually not a great free throw shooting team, not a bad one. We're right uh, in the middle. Yeah, 73.4%, 117th in the country. But Texas Tech, 233 in the country. Bryson Williams headed the free throw line now. He's having a good game. A 75% free throw shooter. Uh, the Cougars, uh, what does it say? 23-0 and 0 when holding their teams under 43% from the field. And uh, Arizona right now is shooting 32%. Yeah, luckily Williams showed up for Texas Tech. He has 20 with five rebounds, four of those on the offensive end. So, you know, he has shown up, especially on offense. Two of three, I think, from three. So, Texas Tech back in the lead. One-point game, timeout. Uh, No, substitution, four minutes to go. So, we're about to hit the under four media timeout. Uh, here shortly. Duke will have possession. Uh, a little extended out there for, for Texas Tech to try to get a, uh, a turnover. Uh, they've kind of pick and cho- uh, chosen their spots to be a little more aggressive off- uh, defensively. Turnover's now 10 for the Blue Devils, 7 for Texas Tech. Yeah, Boncaro, I do wonder if he's kind of has to go and he should go into takeover mode. I mean, well, he doesn't have to. He just has to play the game the right way. Like, take what's there, be aggressive. Good play, Roach. Come on. Good play, Roach. That's this is going to be fascinating. This is going to be fascinating. This is If you think about the opinion I had yesterday, and who knows who's going to win the game, but I said Texas Tech would struggle because of the amount of guys Duke has that can get to the rim off the dribble. They still hit a three right there. They're still up. And then the question was, can they win a game in the 70s? Yeah. And we're going to find out. They got to get more stops. I mean, they, you know, they're bread and butter's defense. Three minutes to go. And Duke has, you know, a couple turnovers. But that last play by Jeremy Roach, really impressive. Uh, great play by him getting to the bucket. And, uh, ooh, big shot for Boncaro. Wow. Mm. 
He's playing like a lottery pick right now. Boncaro for three, Duke back up one. 69-68, two minutes, 54 seconds left. We have a barn burner. Duke is not missing in the second half. They have been unbelievable offensively in this second half. <laughs> By the way, the uh, the Ken Palm projection was 69-68 Texas Tech at the under four media timeout. It's 69-68 Duke. Paolo Boncaro, 7 of 12 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3, 21 points. Certainly looking like deserving of the number one overall pick. The other two guys, they're not playing anymore. Chet Holmgren, he disappeared tonight, fouled out, and Jabari Smith is at home. Paolo's playing his butt off. It's the nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.